Sometimes you hear wisdom from the least expected place, or at least of the least expected kind, like marriage and parenting advice from a criminal-turned-security expert. Curious? Here's your show. Episode 274, Frank's Real Story. This is the Ericast for the week of May 1, 2016. From Ericast.com. Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right, well, thank you for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson. The new, now that K7.net is officially gone, like you can't even go to the website anymore, the new listener feedback line, 701 645 3742. Spells out 701 645 Eric. <clears throat> Excuse me. Genuine throat clearing, so you know it's real. Um, good morning. Actually, I'm, I'm recording this episode uh, in the early morning hours. Well, they're all in the early morning hours, actually. Well, that's, I suppose some of them truly are the late evening hours. But um, first thing in the morning as opposed to last thing in the day. So uh, my voice might be a bit gravelly, but it, it lends to the, the smooth sound of the aircast. It's not exactly smooth, is it? Um, the aircast is a little podcast, a weekly podcast that comes out about once a month. Kind of how that goes. Um, personal podcast, meaning that you either know me, Eric Larson, and you're curious about what's on my mind, or you're interested in the topic. This one's a bit more obscure than, than usual. Uh, maybe someone Googled marriage and parenting or something and said, I want a podcast episode on that. Well, that's what you're going to get, but not in the way that you'd quite anticipate it. Um, but I realized, being the weekly podcast that comes out about once a month, I, I missed a, another April episode, so I should probably get one out in May. Um and lots of things kind of on deck. Uh, I realize I'm gone from the iTunes store, and I think that might be because maybe the server I'm hosting from does not support byte range encoding. Um, what's intriguing is when you validate the feed, it says everything is zero minutes, even though the – this is a geek thing, but you'll get through it. You'll, you'll do okay. Um, even though there are, are times specified in the FeedBurner feed. So if you look at the raw feed, it says, yes, this episode is X number of seconds long or milliseconds or whatever the measurement is. There's a unique number for each, so it's got to be valid for something. But the little iTunes validator says every episode is zero seconds. Hmm. So we've got to hash that out. I was also playing with a different microphone. That's a long story. Uh, this one, just in the interest of brevity, is is my usual one. But I may switch back and forth between the two hundred dollar fancy microphone setup and the two dollar little. It's not even USB. It's a plug little mic into the the old fashioned eighth inch mic port and see see which sounds better. Uh, all the kinds of things that we play with here on the Aircast. That whole philosophizing about technology thing. But today, we're going to switch to an entirely different topic, and I'm going to cut right to the chase. Um, here's a life lesson for you. If you are offered opportunities to do things, say yes. Thanks for listening to that. No, uh, we'll, we'll throw some more in, but that's, that's what caused this episode to come about, because... Uh, I have a friend I've mentioned before. He retired out of the Navy as a, a senior chief, um, and then it'd be nice to retire, you know, before you're 50. Um, I think he was he 50. I'm not sure. Anyway, super young, um, and that way you can kind of have a, a world of second careers. And right now he's an assistant bank vice president at uh, BMO Harris Bank, and they had an event. 
And what's interesting is that this kind of event, and other banks have done this event for big Fortune 500 companies. Uh, BMO has done this for, like, small business. So they brought in Frank Abagnale, and that might ring a vague bell. Well, he is the real-life person behind the movie Catch Me If You Can. Apparently White Collar, which interested me there, because Ruth used to watch White Collar a lot. Um, He was the 16-year-old that uh, dressed up as an airline pilot and then flew other airlines to, you know, with the reciprocal agreement of, here, we'll, we'll... give you a free flight to such and such because you're obviously a pilot and you need to, you know, get to Chicago to be able to fly that plane out. Um, fascinating, super fascinating. And and uh, Dave said to me, "Hey, we've got we've got Frank coming in for a talk. Do you want to do I join?" I'm like, sure. Now, old me, you know, twenty years ago was oh, I don't know, and am I going to be in, you know, out of place or not or whatever. New me says, sure. Okay. And it was really interesting. It was as, um, as, as, you know, fasc- fascinating life story, uh, some really good security advice. Uh, you know, you learn about, uh, like how thieves will forge checks or, or alter them. So, uh, random tip, the Uniball 207 pen is the pen that Frank recommends because it's got a, a pigment ink, so it's super hard to erase or bleach out. So use that pen for signing your important documents, um, which I thought was kind of interesting because on the $100 MBA show yesterday, if you don't listen to that podcast, you probably should, Omar Zenholm, $100 MBA, he was talking about companies that give premiums away. You know, his, and having just come out off of a, a local... Uh, conference last week where all the vendors are giving, you know, t-shirts and have a USB stick or whatever. And, uh, Omar mentioned pens as a, as a useful thing and they're, they're inexpensive, you know, whereas t-shirts that are screen printed, it's like, you know, 20 bucks and do people really wear the t-shirt around? In fact, I have a t-shirt I haven't worn yet for a company that I don't really know. Anyway, I thought it was fascinating because Frank just a couple days before had mentioned, you know, give pens away, but rather than giving away the, you know, $15 custom imprinted cross pen, whatever fancy thing, just give them a Uniball 207 pen and you can get them screen printed and stuff and say, use this for write, you know, for signing legal documents. And it, it was actually, it's actually useful and it's, it's less expensive and it's useful. You're giving away something that's, that's useful. I thought, wow, what a novel idea. Anyway, great talk, about two hours, but the first half hour was Frank's life story. And the last few minutes of that first half hour were super powerful words about marriage and and parenting. And I was not expecting that. In fact, Dave said, wow, I wish that there was a recording. I just wish we had a recording that first half hour because uh, that's that's a key message. <laughs> well, thanks to the Internet, um, Frank has given this speech many, many, many times. And that exact same speech is already out on, on YouTube right now. The link, are in, the link are in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. The references are in the show notes. Does that make sense? 
The link's in the show notes. So go to um, ericast.com, E-R-I-C-A-S-T.com. This is episode 274. I don't do the fancy little linking thing. You'll have to scroll down and find, you know, May 2016. For the full for the full video, and you'll get the uh, half hour video from when he gave this talk at a, a FBI uh, speech or convention in 2013. But it's it's the same it's the same talk. And so, without further ado, um, just take my word for it. It's worth your time. Life changing for me, not in sort of a pivot like I have to do something different, but a reminder that I have to do what I've already committed to doing. So here's Frank Abagnale. As many of you know, I had very little to do with the movie. Uh, I received no money from movies, Broadway musical, the television show White Collar. All of those things bring me no residuals because of my original agreement with the government some 37 years ago. I am very blessed that I've had some incredible people bring my story to the screen and to Broadway and tell my story in their own way. So my family and I feel very blessed by that. But needless to say, I get a lot of emails every day. They come from all over the world. They come from people as young as eight years old to people as old as 80. They're probably seeing maybe the movie for the first time on television. Some of the emails, people write and say, you know, you were brilliant. You were an absolute genius. I was neither. I was just a child. Had it been brilliant, had it been a genius, I don't know that I would have found it necessary to break the law in order to just simply survive. And while I know that there are people fascinated by what I did almost 50 years ago as a teenage boy, I've always looked upon what I did as something that was immoral, illegal, unethical, and a burden I live with every single day of my life. There are many who write and say, well, you know, you were certainly gifted that I was. I was one of those few children who got to grow up in the world with a daddy. The world is full of fathers. But there are very few men worthy of being called daddy by their child. I had a daddy, loved his children more than he loved life itself. My father had three boys and a daughter. He was six foot three. Every night at bedtime, he'd walk into your room. He'd drop down on one knee, kiss you on the cheek, pull the cover up. He'd put his lip up on your earlobe and he'd whisper in your ear, I love you. I love you very much. He never missed a night. As I grew older, I sometimes fell asleep before I got home. But I always woke up the next morning, knew he had been by my bedside. Years later, my older brother joined me in my room. He was 6'4 in the Marine Corps. But when he came home on leave, my father would walk around to his bed, hug him, kiss him, whisper in his ear. He loved him. When I was 16 years old, I was just a child. All 16-year-olds are just children. As much as we'd like them to be adults, they're just children. And like all children, they need their mother and they need their father. All children need their mother and their father. All children are entitled to their mother and their father. And though it is not popular to say so, divorce is a very devastating thing for a child to deal with and then have to deal with the rest of their natural life. For me, a complete stranger said I had to choose one parent over the other. There was no choice, so I ran. How could I tell you my life was glamorous? I cried myself to sleep till I was 19 years old. I spent every birthday, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day in a hotel room somewhere in the world by myself. When I was sick, I took care of myself. The only people that associated with me were the people who believed me to be their peer, 10 years older than I actually was. 
I never got to go to a senior prom, high school football game, or even share a relationship with someone my own age. I always knew I'd get caught. Only a fool would think otherwise. The law sometimes sleeps, but the law never dies. I was caught. I went to some very bad places. My boys have grown up asking their mother, why is it that dad gets up in the middle of the night and goes down the TV room? Because he doesn't turn the TV on. He just sits there all night. Because there are things you can't forget. Things you're not meant to forget. While I was sitting in that pitch black cell in France, my father, 57, was climbing the subway stairs in New York as he did every day, only on this particular day, he tripped. He was in great physical shape. He just slipped. He reached his arm out to break his fall. He slipped again hit his head on a railing, landed at the bottom of the step. He was dead. I didn't know he was dead. I was sitting in that cell thinking about him, how much I couldn't wait to see him, hold him, hug him, kiss him, tell him how sorry I was. But I never got the opportunity to do that. I was very fortunate because I was brought up in a great country where everyone gets a second chance. I owe my country 800 times more than I could ever repay it for the opportunities It's given me these past 37 years. That is why I'm at the FBI today, 26 years beyond my legal obligation to do so. I have turned down three pardons from three sitting presidents of the United States because I do not believe, nor will I ever believe, that a piece of paper will excuse my actions, that only in the end my actions will. 36 years ago, on an undercover assignment, In Houston, Texas, I met my wife. When the assignment was over, I broke protocol to tell her who I really was. Didn't have a dime to my name. I eventually asked her to marry me against the wishes of her parents. She did. I could sit here and tell you I was born again. I saw the light. Prison rehabilitated me. But the truth is, God gave me a wife. She gave me three beautiful children. She gave me a family, and she changed my life. She and she alone. Everything I have, everything I've achieved, who I am today, is because of the love of a woman and the respect three boys have for their father. There comes a time in all of our lifetimes that we grow up and we have children. And as every parent in this room knows, whether your child is three months old or 33 years old, when you lay your head on a pillow at night, no matter where that pillow is and You're just about to close your eyes. The last thing you think about, the last thing you worry about, are your children. So if you still have your mother, you still have your father, you give them a hug. You give them a kiss. You tell them you love them. And to those men in the audience, both young and old, I will remind you what it truly is to actually be a man. It has absolutely nothing to do with money, achievements, skills, accomplishments, degrees, professions, positions. A real man loves his wife. A real man is faithful to his wife. And a real man next to God and his country put his wife and his children as the most important thing in his life. Steven Spielberg made a wonderful film, but I've done nothing greater, nothing more rewarding, nothing more worthwhile, nothing that's brought me more peace, more joy, more happiness, more content in my life than simply being a good husband, a good father, and what I strive to do every day of my life, a great daddy. God bless you, and thanks for having me today. It's been a pleasure. So that 
is what I've been pondering the past few days. Um, because it's easy enough to get inspired by that when you're sitting in a room of banking-related people thinking, yeah, I should do that. And it's easy enough to sit here at the beginning of a day, not quite awake, because I'm not a morning person, but ready for the day, and that's good. Thinking, yeah, I need to be better at that. But when you come home at the end of a very, very long day, and you walk in, and your daughter wants you to help her reboot her Windows phone again, because it's a Windows phone and isn't exactly working, how are you going to react to that? Um, and that's not me meddling in your life. I may or may not relate to you at all, but uh, it sure relates to me. So that's what I'm pondering. If uh, it's a while before the next Aircast comes out, it's because I'm working on those things. Like, I have a garden to plant, which means I have seeds to start, which is kind of bad because I'm about two weeks behind on that. But I should do that with the girls. Hmm. So I'll be back. I just don't know when, but I'll be back. Let me know what you think, 206. No, not 206. 701. 701. 645. There's a 6 in there somewhere. 701. 645. 3742. Um, yeah. Let me, let me know what you think of the show in general. Let me know what you think of Frank's comments. I would appreciate uh, hearing that. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.